You like rap music? Yeah, sure do. Who's your favorite rapper? Brian Austin Green. Brian Austin Green. Mr. Brian Green. Brian Green. Brian Austin Green. Brian Austin Green. He's always delicious. Brian Austin Green. Brian Austin Green. Welcome to With Brian Austin Green. Now, here's Brian Austin Green and Derek Russell. Welcome to With Brian Austin Green. I am your host with Brian Austin Green. Brian Austin Green. (laughs) I just said, well, I didn't say Brian Austin Green as the host. I just said with Brian Austin Green again. So I figured three times it's the charm. It's like Beetlejuice. It it is like Beetlejuice, except I'm already here. Yeah. Um, And already here with me is Derek Russell, my co-host. Hi. Not Beetlejuice. Not Beetlejuice. <laughs> the not Beetlejuice of podcasting. It actually, it, it takes me about eight times for you to say my name before I finally show up. I'm like, what? What do you want? <laughs> Just kind of stagger in. I'm like, what is right. it? Half drunk. Yeah. Half hungover from the night before. You haven't even slept. Wasn't that a great movie? What Beetlejuice? Yeah. Awesome. I heard they're gonna make another one. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna remake it, right? I, I guess. I. And they're doing. I have, I have mixed feelings about that. They're doing a Broadway show too. I have really mixed emotions about remaking that movie. I thought I thought the original just worked, like in in all of its cheesy effects and you know all the stuff that didn't really work. It it worked. Keaton was so good. Keaton. Keaton was so good. Keaton is the man. I Ugh. I love Michael Keaton. He's the man. He Megan and I went and saw The Predator yesterday. How was that? It was, uh, it was good. It was, uh, I, I, I really liked the Adrian Brody remake, uh, that was a few years back. Oh, and they're on the other planet. Well, yeah, I love, I love how it starts where they wake up like free falling yeah. from the sky. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. And their parachutes open or, or don't. Um, and then they're just in the jungle, you know, just fighting. This one had a little more, uh, backstory and story and, it had a little more story than I really needed for a Predator movie. Wait, didn't they try? I hadn't seen it yet, but I thought the big, of course, Shane Black did it, but I thought the big attraction with it was that it was going to try to tie all the movies together or something. Yeah. Or tie the first two. Yeah, not really. Oh, well, that's a shame. Not really. I mean, it, I, I can see, I can see where they can say that, but uh, yeah, not really. Didn't happen. And, and I'm a big, I'm a big Shane Black lover. Yeah. Like I, I, I like what he does, but, uh, this one just wasn't awesome for me. Hmm. I'm a, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Predator fan. I was a big fan of the first one. I was a big fan of the, uh, Adrian Brody remake. Um, just, I wasn't, I, I don't want to say that I wasn't a fan of this one or didn't like it. It was, it was good. Um, it just wasn't, it wasn't great. Just a different animal yeah you know i i startle in movies pretty easily like i i tend to be a bit jumpy like when things jump out like i i jump a little bit and i i didn't jump at all in this movie that surprises me like yeah i, I figured you were just like stone cold when it came oh out. really yeah <laughs> right you thought i was just a killer and that was it no not i left the killer <laughs> part off i just said stone cold i, I didn't say i didn't use the third word I just, well, I, but I mean, that's what follows up Stone Cold. <laughs> well, it might be usually. Steve Austin. Stone Cold. Right. right. <laughs> Those are the might options. Be a wrestler's either, name. Might be a little Stone odd. Cold Steve right. Austin or you're yeah. a Stone Cold Killer. Or you're a Stone Cold Killer. You know, well, there's Stone it, Cold Fox, the too, isn't there? And that, yeah, that's one. There's what? Stone What's Cold the other Fox. One? Stone Cold what? Fox. Fox. Yeah. Isn't that uh, a term? You're the writer. I don't, I don't know. know. I never use it. Okay. Those I have no idea. Options. I've never heard of that before. That's your but wife's wrestling name. That that right. That may just be my ignorance. <laughs> um, Megan Stone which, Cold Fox. Which I know I'm ignorant, so no, you know I. No, uh, I figured I, you were, it doesn't surprise me. I figured you were pretty stoic when it came to things like that. Uh, you know what? Nor- normally I am. Like my wife always says, she always gives me a hard time because I'm very. Um, I don't really get excited. Like like I don't. I don't emote enough, no, but you do not. for no, I, some I reason see. in scary movies, I, I get really jumpy. Really? I don't know why. Yeah. What about her? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. And she always laughs at me because 
like she'll be holding, you know, my arm or something in a movie. And like the last scary movie we went to see, I think was, uh, was the shallows maybe. And I just, I'm really jumpy. Like every time the shark would jump out, I'd, I'd jump and she'd giggle and I'd say, shut up. And, uh, and I, I didn't jump at all in this movie. But you like being scared. We've talked about this. Yeah, before. no, I, I, I love it. See, what's funny is that, like, if we go to Not Scary Farm or Universal, like, I'm the one that goes through a maze, and she holds on to me, and she screams and gets really scared. But it's the exact opposite of that when we watch a movie. When we watch something, I jump, and she just sits there. But in, like, a maze, literally, she'll come, like, screaming and running out the end of a maze, and all the people working inside will come out running after because you know they know she's the one to scare yeah she's the one that's like screaming and running and you know freaking out and so they love scaring her i think i would not do well in those scenarios if i was working because if i was scaring you two and you were coming in the hall i'd just stop and be like holy shit it's brian austin green and megan fox (laughs) yeah it's not very good that does doesn't make for a very good no um, it's not scary at all (laughs) no wait that monster just took off his hood recognized me Bill, come over here look who it is took off his mask and his his wiped off his makeup yeah and and took a selfie can with i get me. a that's selfie weird. with you too? <laughs> covered in blood that, that doesn't seem to work that's not scary that's at all not... this maze sucks this is the worst is the selfie maze <laughs> all it is is a bunch of people that take selfies yeah, with you yeah well that's that the is whole monster that maze. is scary that would be your hell at the end, you're like, ah, a, you're running. An entire house of people <laughs> asking to take selfies with you. That is hellacious. Well, you know, so I, you don't know, but I'm telling you now. So we went to, uh, we went to my, my nephew's, my nephew-in-law's football game. He plays for Notre Dame uh-huh. high school. And, uh, my wife and I made the mistake of walking along the front of the, uh, the bleachers, oh, no. where the band and the cheerleaders, and we, we we had to to get to one section to sit, you know, where uh, where his mom and dad were, and uh, literally we turned around and there were a line of kids wanting to take selfies with Megan. Oh, so yeah, we had to move to the visitor side at halftime. We moved over to the you know the dark side of the field. Yeah, and uh, even then, kids from the. Uh, you know, from the home side walked over and then they acted like, Oh yeah, we're not here. It's like, well, no, we see you. You're not invisible. Endless stream of people. I mean, at some point are you just like, no, sorry. Well, the problem is once you start, it's hard to say no. So you, you know, and we had all the kids and I not, not being hard on them or coming down on them, but high school kids in general just don't seem to have any sort of like radar or, you know, anything for, Oh, this is someone's personal space or personal time. Or like, you know, Megan sat with journey on her lap and she was like, you know, let me hold the baby. Maybe they won't come around then, but they just didn't care. They were like, Hey, can we get a picture with you? She was like, well, I'm holding a baby and you know, they were like, we don't care. Get the, ba- so, get you know, the baby to hold I ha- the camera. So, get the baby so to hold. I, I had to hold Journey, and she took pictures. And, you know, again, not to come down on him because I'm sure I was the same way in high school. But uh, just literally no sense of, like, space or boundaries or what seems to be appropriate at the time. I mean, you know, we're obviously there to watch a football game the this? whole night. I mean, that's that's why we're there. It's why else would you be there? We're at a football game at night at Notre Dame high school. So, uh, yeah, it's a little crazy. Wow. A little bit. Here, just hit, the baby can hold the camera here. Here, baby. Right. The camera. Yeah. Can, well, can he take the picture? Yeah, yeah sure. He can yeah. take a picture of cool. himself chewing on the camera. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Right. Uh, his saliva is clean. Was this just last week or? Uh, yes, this was last week. Please stop taking selfies with me. <laughs> that would, that this would one. be, can I write that for like a funny and di- funnier die sketch and you two do it? Just uh, you two going through a haunted house. Holy shit. It's Megan. Fu- <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 
it's a it's a haunted house, but that's just literally all selfies. Yeah. You know what? Write it, and okay. if it's good, which okay. I doubt, but well, if it's nice. good, then uh, maybe we'll do it. I appreciate the vote yeah. of confidence thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's sort of a, a vote of confidence ish that, yes. that I've given you. Yeah. I don't know but why that, every imaginary... that ish is that ish is more than than most people get. I don't know why every imaginary character on the show is named Bill or not imaginary but made up character <laughs> that we that we come in contact with is named Bill. Why is is Bill working in the uh, in the uh, the maze also? Yeah, he he left the the service. He's he's the working the front. Industry. He's he's at the haunted house now. We asked for Bill at the front, and yeah. we have to we we get to skip the line, and yeah. he lets us right in. Yeah. I pulls, remember you pulls guys. Open, he's up. like, "Hey, sorry, I was sick," and he hands us all salad as we go in. Yeah. And his, three his, steaks. His bit in the haunted house is throwing up too. He's, oh, God, come on in. Right. Oh yeah, I run the bile part of the maze. <laughs> You get it? Because my name's Bill. <laughs> and my salad was the bile salad. Remember? <laughs> yeah, we remember. Because I was sick. Yeah, Bill, we, we remember. So I know we didn't talk last week, but you released this uh, this photograph and then so did I of a possible with Brian Austin Green live, too. Um and people are trying to figure it out. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm working on it. I, I don't want to give any details no, or no details. No details, no anything until it's all, you know, finalized and shirt up. But what we do promise is that we will sell tickets to listeners, all eight of you, of this podcast first mm-hmm. before we open up the ticket sales to the rest of the world. Yes, that is which, true. Which, if the idea works, the rest of the world will want to come to. So you are as one of the eight listeners going to want to buy a ticket. And I will say Dane that, that made the artwork did drop a little hint into the, into the, yeah, he, yeah, he did. Did he make the artwork also? He did. Good for him. So yeah, he survived Bill's bile salad to continue to make, artwork. <laughs> which is surprising. Yeah. I, it, to me, if anyone can survive a bile salad, uh, they should make all of our, yeah, all of our stuff. He's, He's a champ. All of our pictures and postcards and stickers and everything. I, yeah, but I definitely all the advertising. I definitely don't want to give anything away with what we're what we're cooking up. Well, no, we can't we can't give it away because uh, you know I don't want people to start buying it before buying tickets and asking about it before it's right. uh, it's all finalized. Right. But it's looking good. So you know, I I just so, don't know where we'll again, what we'll how do we outdo ourselves for year three? Did we go to Canada? Your, your, I don't know if there. I don't know land. if there is a year three. I, I think That's honestly, it? we do. I think we we do year two and we go out on top. <laughs> um, instead of style. instead of doing a year three where people go, eh, eh wasn't as good as two. <laughs> right, wasn't as good as Return two. Return of the Jedi, not nearly as good as Empire yeah. Strikes Back. They should have stopped already. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. Or or you know we do something crazy and we create our own con after two. Oh god we we yeah we create our own like event and it becomes something that you know that's annual and uh it's like a con but but cooler because i still feel i don't know about you but i still feel you know like fuck dragon con yeah yeah i mean that's i, I i'm all about that yeah if you send people our way thank you if not Fuck off. I, I don't know that the, yeah. I mean, I think, I think if anything, I we mean, gave, all we asked for was an elevator or a broom closet or an escalator or, you know, I think we you could add, you should add something. Dragon I'm sure Con. they had something. I think we gave Dragon Con more ticket sales. I mean, not that they were, you know, a huge amount of ticket sales, but those right, people. Right. What was it? 3,008? Right. But those people went to Dragon Con as. Well, yeah, they had already flown to Atlanta. They were, already coming they were like, yeah, we might as well. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. But I mean, we did give them more fun with Medieval Times, and this is true. The uh, the live event. I, I think anybody that was at Medieval Times had way more fun than they did. Way more fun. I was I was voted the princess. I was I was voted the queen. prettiest. You were the queen. I was the queen of beauty and something. Right. Uh, who cares? I don't remember. I have the it, sash around here. You somewhere. you at some point have to like release that video. People have to see that. Did I not put that up? Did you put it up? I thought I I, I I honestly, obviously, I don't pay attention to what you do. Remember. Or post. Um, I thought I put it up. I did like, um, they sent the picture. There was one where all of us that were on the private tour 
pose yeah. for a yeah. photo. Yeah, the swords. And uh, yeah, with uh, with the knights and uh, yeah. who is it? Uh, Trey Trey Beantown said. That, so that's a great pick. You finally got all the listeners together. <laughs> Are there eight people in the picture? Uh, well, I guess if you include the knights, there are. Right, one, two, two, two three, of our four, listeners five. are from medieval times. Holy awesome. crap, there really are eight. One, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six. There's eight! There's eight! eight. Well, it's but, all eight listeners. But, that's you awesome. know, it's also you and me, so I don't get know if that counts or not. Well, fun. yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. No. So almost all of our listeners yeah. were there. Yeah. We were, we were too shy. <laughs> so close. Jesus, so close. Uh, so close and yet uh, whatever you're uh you're bouncing <laughs> back uh medically I, i'm bouncing back i uh colon's all good stomach's all good uh, i'm feeling good. good i'm working out now i'm i've gained weight back uh but that was really that just fucking got me Do you know no, it was you like lost because i mean you lost a lot i i lost like 15 pounds good god in such a I mean, I didn't have 15 pounds to lose. So I got to the point where it was like, Jesus you, Christ. You, no, you uh, lost muscle. I mean, you were losing. Oh, yeah. 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 I, well, I couldn't I couldn't do any. I didn't have enough energy to work out. I didn't uh, I, I didn't have anything. I mean, at that point, that's like keto plus, you know, times a thousand. That's like your body is eating itself because you're not eating food. You're not digesting anything i mean it was so it was like the body just eats itself it was like having a parasite well, it was yeah just... except it wasn't a parasite but it was kind of like having a parasite yeah just not that's a good if that makes any sense yeah i was gonna say it's a really good <laughs> i was and, worried about you yeah at the airport though when you walked up to me i was like are you okay <laughs> what did i stumble did no, i trip you, just, you, you were you were noticeably thinner uh, I was noticeably thinner. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is not like you. Uh, I've seen some of the pictures from the event, and uh, I mean, I, just for me, I was like, Jesus, I am noticeably thinner. Well, yeah. I, I didn't look in some of the pictures because cameras sort of add weight and distortion yeah. a little bit, so I didn't look as thin as I actually looked, but I was uh, I was pretty thin. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, you didn't look bad. You just looked thin. Yeah, it's crazy. I wanted to I wanted to cook you something. I wanted to be like, yeah. come on, come on in. We're, we're gonna get you some some food. We're gonna get you three right. steaks, right? And uh, and some and, and you salad. did. Yeah, you just didn't tell me that the guy cooking them was also gonna be deathly ill. I didn't call ahead for that. I did that we right. didn't pay extra for that service. Right. That just happened to be there. That was that was just a given. Uh, we we got lucky. What's that, your server's it. name? Bill. We don't have a bill. <laughs> We don't have a bill that works here. Yes, you do. Yeah, as far as we're concerned, you do. He's sick. <laughs> He's fatally sick. I don't, did we even talk about the best part of the whole meal? What? Which is not saying much because it was not a great meal. Was when he reemerged from the kitchen like 30 minutes later. <laughs> oh, the look of excitement on your face. <laughs> the, the look of like, the look of that you had seen a ghost. I did. What, I what's, like well, what's funny is we didn't realize like, Derek was staring at the bathroom, just waiting for Bill to come out, yeah. just like as proof that he was still alive. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like five minutes before we were getting up to leave, Bill comes walking out of the bathroom and Derek, just like you did at, uh, at, at Charles Barkley, just fucking stared <laughs> in shock and in awe. And we were like, what? And he was like, Bill. Bill's alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he pointed and sure enough, there was Bill. Why was Bill in the kitchen if he was just... Well, no, he wasn't in the kitchen. He was in the bar. He came. I don't out know of why he was in the bar. He walked into the bar. He came out of the swinging door. Well, I didn't. Bar. I didn't see where he came out of. Oh, I you did. Were the I one, you were the right one in awe. You were the one, mouth wide open, staring oh, at him. So I have terrifying. no idea where he came out of, or if his pants were down, or like, why what the did deal. He return was. to the scene of the crime. Like, get, get right. out of there. There you go. Get out of the kitchen. Oh. He was maybe he was making those steaks for me, <laughs> <laughs> or that salad dressing. You uh, you want to talk about the news? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, we can. I, I just don't. I don't know at this point how. I don't know how you are not political in, in talking. I, you know, I, I really, I've really tried to not be political on this podcast for all eight of our listeners. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's come down to the point where it's so. 
it's so political. I mean, you know, why, okay, why, why you wouldn't investigate, why you wouldn't want to know all information you could possibly know about a candidate to the Supreme Court and someone that is accusing him of something. Just get all the information and then, you know, and then let everybody look at all the information and then they can decide. But there's this whole sort of Democratic push to show that Kavanaugh is, you know, is not who he says he is and Republican push of like, just get Kavanaugh through and we'll deal with this later. And it's like, we've just lost the humanity in the process. I think we, that's- we you know, we've, we've got a bunch of people that we as American taxpayers pay to do a job. And I just don't feel like they're doing it at this point. I, I feel like, I feel like it's honestly about just who's, Who's in those positions? And they're working for themselves, and they're working for the president. I think humanity is the key word there. It's I don't even know if it's political anymore. Is it most, when does common sense get a win in most I, instances? But but it was the same way we felt about like the whole you know the whole issue at the border of like you know family separation. It's like yeah. I, I get that I get that we have some immigration issues, but you don't separate families. Like what, at what point do you decide, you know what? Humanity is more fucking important than who wins. Humanity is more important than this, than what, and it didn't even work. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't even that it was a good idea. It wasn't like, you know, Hey, we're going to try something. It's, it was, it was literally like just fucking whatever stuck to the wall. They were like, yeah, sure. Split up families. It was like, you know, there's, and the last I heard, there's there's going to be almost a hundred kids that may never see their families again. Mm. Did you hear that? Yeah, a hundred. There's like three hundred left. They're they're already way past the deadline of when they were supposed to be reunited. But there's there's three hundred that that will be that they've found the families, and so they're going through that process. But then there's a hundred that the families and the parents were deported and you know they they have no idea where they are they have no idea how to put them back together i will say as bad as everything is right now just on both sides like i mean it's just a dumpster fire everywhere not saying one party over the other or anything like that it's just all bad for the first time since he took office i did get a really good laugh yesterday because when he was speaking to the un oh when when he was laughed at when when he was laughed at (laughs) is the hardest i have laughed at anything yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, no, it was good. It was his reaction was pretty priceless. That I whole expect, like you know, I, I wasn't expecting that, that reaction. Yeah, and it was kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, I full on chuckled for like two or three minutes. <laughs> after that. It was good. Uh, oh god, everything's funny. bad. It, it was pretty good. Everything sucks. It was good. Ugh. Did you see uh, Stephen Colbert's take on on Donald Trump? And I watched the video. This morning no, of uh, I didn't watch of the show last night. night. No. He said something like, you know, the UN weren't laughing at you. They were laughing with each other laughing at you. <laughs> they were like, it, it was something where, I mean, you know, Colbert's just so, he's so good. He's so good at like finding the little things that they're, they're, they're truths. And we just sort of overlook them at this <clears throat> I point. I love Colbert. I, I, second only to John Oliver. I, you know what? <sighs> I would I would have to agree with that as far as their shows go, but Colbert's still to this day Colbert's ripping of George W. Bush yes. was untouchable. It was fucking brilliant. That whole like you know that whole the gut has more has more feeling than you know has has more connections than the brain. So I make decisions from the gut, and and so does he, and you know. I love the fact that we can, that the two of us can make a decision on Wednesday, no matter what happens on Thursday. <laughs> like <laughs> that whole, he was just fucking brilliant. He was amazing. Oh, God. Stephen Colbert's the man. That's he's it. the man. He deserves ice cream, and he's got it. It's, that's a high high price. Yeah, it's a, it's a high bar. Yeah, he deserves his own flavor of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. And he's got it. You grew up in, I mean, you grew up in, in the era of Johnny Carson and, and, 
The era. What do, what do you mean? Was I in the fucking audience? What? No, no. But I mean, you. That was before my time. It wasn't. But I'm I mean, he was still old. on when you were a kid. Like, did you yeah, watch no, Carson? He was still on. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I watched Carson and then Carson moved, became Leno. I mean, I saw that. Yeah. I actually did a, uh, I did a Doritos commercial with Jay Leno before he hosted the show. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen this Doritos commercial. I, I doubt you'll find it. That's what but, you said. That's what you said about Soul Train. True. No, I know. It's it's what I said. It's what I've said about Jeremy Renner about <laughs> all of it. I I don't uh, I don't I don't question you anymore. Your oh, your investigative reporting is is amazing. Come on, Jeremy Gosh was a good sport. That was fun. Jeremy Gosh, poor guy. He I still have to talk to him at some point. You, I need to you, send you have his number, right? Yeah, I need to send you his number and his email. He's, he's, I should he's give him a call. People. Or, or at least we didn't talk about that on the show. Did you how how mad you got at me? I didn't get mad at you, but so <laughs> so for those that didn't watch, all eight of you, yeah, um, that didn't watch the podcast live, uh, Derek got Jeremy Gosh. Yeah, he he actually had Jeremy Gosh record a video. You know, I I feel like we did talk about this last week. Did we? I don't remember. I, I think I gave you shit about this. Yeah, maybe so. About like yeah. Uh, I mean, I give you a lot of shit anyway. Yeah, it's hard to keep up with what you give me crap for and what you don't. But, uh, yeah, you he had he had Jeremy Gosh record a video for me. And Jeremy was a good sport. But I said this. You forced him to make a video. That was a little selfish of you. I didn't force anybody to do anything. But I said that before. And you were and you you had the same response. You were like, I didn't force anybody. And and my response to that was you got in touch with him. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So you sort of forced the situation. The situation, the guy's 45. He he didn't, he was just fine living his own life and doing his thing. And you fucking interrupted it as you do. And you, uh, and he ended up recording something because you reached out to him. There's no gun to his head. He could have said no. He could have absolutely said no. But you're missing my point. You are the one that reached out. I did. I did reach out, but I did not force so, him. Well, but maybe he's a nice guy. He is a and nice maybe, guy. And maybe he decided, like, I don't want to seem like an I, asshole to this guy. I've so talk, I've talked to him a few times now. It wasn't just the one time. He's a nice yeah. guy. He's a very nice yeah. guy. Did you think when I said, when I looked out in the audience and I said he's here tonight, were you like, oh, shit, he's, he's here? No. You, you, I didn't think he was there. No. But I, I knew it wasn't done. <clears throat> I thought I, I had. I, I knew you had some tricks up your sleeve, Derek. <laughs> And you did. Holy shit, it's Megan Fox, Bill. And, and then and then you looked at Ian and he was like scared. He was legitimately scared. <laughs> he was he like, Jesus Christ, what did you find on me? <laughs> and and luckily you found nothing on him. I didn't look too hard. You didn't look too hard. <sighs> oh gosh. I'm sorry, I had a ball with it. I thought it was hilarious. It was good stuff. He was a good sport. He was a very good sport. You there? Yes, no, okay. I'm here. You disappeared on me. Well, no, I didn't disappear. I just I don't agree with you. you. Okay. I mean, I, I think you don't agree I agree with you that he was a good sport. Okay. But I just don't agree with the way the whole thing went down. I'm sorry. So Do you want me to like actually apologize? Well, no, I, it's too late now. Uh, I mean, you you've shown I when a leopard shows its spots, uh-huh. you're supposed to believe him. Should I apologize to him? Well, no, I think it's too late. I think Jeremy knows who you are, uh-huh. and he's experienced enough to go, uh, you know, have mixed feelings about that Derek guy. What, what, what did I do wrong, though? I, well, I, I just think you may have crossed the line a little bit by uh, searching him out and asking him to do a video. Okay. Well, you shouldn't have told me his name. <laughs> <laughs> Touche-ish? False. Faults on you, Brian Austin Green. <laughs> okay, back to my original question about Johnny Carson. <clears throat> so, you did a Doritos commercial with Jay Leno. Like, what did you do? Did, commercial? Yeah. Eat Doritos. Uh, no, it was it was a school. We shot at a school. There were a bunch of kids, and then it was at the point where I'm sure you remember this. If not, you can find it. Jay Leno used to do the Doritos commercials. Like he used to, he used to, I don't want to say host. He used to, uh, he was like their, their guy for, for Doritos for a little while. He was the spokesperson. 
he was a spokesperson, yeah. but on camera spokesperson. He wasn't like going to conventions, you know, talking about Doritos. Right. He was doing commercials. So I was in one of the commercials and, uh, I didn't, I didn't work with him personally. Super nice guy. Um, but I, I have no, like, you know, great connecting stories from a Doritos commercial, just that I was in a Doritos commercial with him. Before he took over for uh, Johnny Carson. During his comedian years. Yes. When he was doing it. Right. But I, but what did you do in said commercial? Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember the show. Wait, the commercial was before the show. It was, I mean, it's impossible. Yeah. It, it was a school commercial. I'm sure I, you know, I did something at a locker and I ran in a hallway and I was in a classroom. You know, who knows? Well, now I got to find this. Yeah. This, Good luck. This will be my. I, I can do it. I got. Yeah. I found Jeremy Renner. I can do this. I don't, I don't even. I don't even know if the commercial aired. I never even saw it. So hopefully. Well, of course, you don't remember what you were doing then. <laughs> right. So. Hopefully, your dig for this ends here now. Yeah. Hopefully, you have hit a brick wall before you even started. It's not. You. You should know me better than that. I'm not gonna give up that easily on something. I do know you well, yeah. and. Uh, I, I trust that you're good, but I don't know if you're that good if a commercial was canned for you to find it. I don't know, Brian. We'll Brian, see. Some green. We, we, time's going to tell on that one. We will see. <laughs> Tune in next week. Yeah, anyway. exactly. We'll, we'll see uh, for the live <laughs> podcast number two. Do you think any of the... Oh, I've got that much time? Okay, well, then I yeah. can definitely pull something together. I yeah. can get Leno and film can, a new commercial. You can fucking make a commercial. Yeah, I'll get Leno. We'll yeah, make I'll a Jay Leno driving a car and me in the background. And Jeremy Gosh is going to be in it. We'll, we'll talk yeah. to Ian. It'll be a whole thing. It'll be awesome. Yeah. Do you think any of the late night people now touch what what Carson was to late night television? I think it's different. Uh, you know, what Carson did was much more of an entertainment show. I think the closest thing is uh, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. I think Jimmy is, just, you know, he's he's really trying to entertain the audience and entertain himself. He plays games with with uh, with guests and, you know, he he seems to have a lot of fun. He does a lot of like skits and things and he's really he's that really fun loving sort of guy next door comedian. And he's a super nice guy. I, I I've met him once and like, couldn't have been nicer. He was, he would, you know, I, I know I said the same thing about Charles Barkley, but you saw Charles Barkley was super nice. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Fallon was super nice. I've, I've done uh Jimmy Kimmel show a few times. Yeah. Jimmy is really nice. But Jimmy's show is different. Jimmy is Jimmy's show is a it's a talk show. Mm -hmm. It's it's him on the show having guests and talking and people tune in to see him be him. Whereas Fallon, I think people tune in to A see Fallon, B see the guests do some outrageous stuff, like play some really crazy games. Um, you know, see him have fun. And and plus they get to see the roots. I mean, who doesn't want to see the roots? This is true. I I, I don't have any songs yet, but one of my favorite albums when I was a kid was Illadelph Half-Life, which was a Roots album. And uh, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Roots. Huge fan. You've not done Fallon. You've done Kimmel. You've done Conan a few times. I've, I've done Conan a few times. I've done Kimmel. I have not done Fallon. I did not do Leno. Uh, I was at Arsenio. But Robin's dad, Alan, was on the show. Yeah. So Robin and I were standing off on the side while he did Arsenio. Um, and at one point he was like, yeah, it's my son, Robin. And, you know, Robin was like 12. Yeah. He was like 13. Um, we were standing there. We waved. We were like, hey. And then that was it. Um, and then, you know, he went back to his interview. But uh, You did Letterman? I, did, I didn't do Letterman. I wish I would have. Letterman is one of those Letterman is one of those shows where I was a huge I was a huge fan. His whole his show now on Netflix is yeah. so good. Yeah, it is. Um I was just I've always been a huge fan of of Dave and and a huge fan of like his sense of comedy and his sense of timing and I love the fact that he was who he was no matter who was out there. And if somebody wasn't funny, he made him funny because he was funny. Mhm. Mm Always. Well, so I, I think that's something Colbert has going for him too. Is even yeah. if 
like, yeah, it's like true. Colbert had Bob Woodward on the other day, and of course right. Bob's you know a, a legend in journalism and 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 witty, but paired with Colbert it was hilarious. Right, Colbert's awesome. Yeah. He's really funny. He's really smart. He's really witty. He's quick. He's you know he's he. It makes sense that he would do a show like that. I, he's he's really funny. What about I Conan? Get- your experiences on Conan? Because I know you did you did the TBS when you were on Wedding Band. I did. I did the TBS version when I was doing Wedding Band, but I also did. What was he on? Uh, ABC when he came on after Leno. ABC. NBC. 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 Yeah, I did the NBC version also. Yeah. Um, and I did that like way back when I was young on 90210. And what's really funny, a lot of people don't don't know, although I'm sure they they know now. Uh, Conan was a writer on uh, The Simpsons, mm-hmm. and his his office, when you looked out the window, he was on the Fox lot and there was a huge 90210 billboard. And so he used to look out his window and see me and the cast every single day for, you know, the year or two that he wrote for the show. So I went on the show and the first time, I think the first time he ever did a celebrity pairing, which was that whole skit of like, you know, take a picture of this person and a picture of this person and put it together and what their kid looked like. He did that with me and I was dating Tiffany at the time and he did one of Tiffany and I, and I think that was the very first one that he had done or or I'm wrong. And, uh, I'm making a total fool out of myself and he had done a whole bunch and I was like one of many and I was a fucking loser. And you you know know what? I mean, I I was a fucking loser anyway, but I I think I was the first one. Late night episodes aren't readily available. So nobody can really. Uh, oh, damn it. You could you could say that you are and we're fine. Yeah, but but you see, I'm not a liar like you. Uh, you know, whoa, I don't, whoa, let's start. Well, <laughs> well, no, I mean, I don't, I don't miss. Okay, I'll rephrase that. Okay. I don't mislead our eight listeners did like I you. I mislead do. anybody. What did I do? It, I, you've you've misled for a while now. I mean, I we've done anybody. we've done fifty no. plus episodes of the no. show, and you mislead. It's I what didn't you do. Mislead anybody? I didn't mislead. You're a journalist. I, whoa now don't don't start it's, with that. it's fake media right? oh okay i will isn't hang it? up on your ass right <laughs> no isn't the media fake no, it's all it's, it's all baloney it's all just like you know trying to sell papers and nope. sell stories nope. and like sell that. airtime don't care for that that was <laughs> right that one that one hurts a little right, exactly <laughs> we'll leave that Hit one. below the belt yeah yeah we can have fun with the other leave that one alone. <laughs> that's my livelihood oh um, no you're fine <laughs> what i was trying to think though um, How is your new podcast going, by the way? I I don't have anything other than producing. I, I I'm not hosting or, or anything oh. with that one, but we're we're a couple episodes in. Uh, How's it going? It's it's good. Uh, it's I good. Get some some good reaction. Uh, red. Flag. What's it called? Red flag. Red right? flag. It's about yeah. the uh, how the Mississippi state flag is the last uh, Confederate flag, right? Confederate flag still flying. Yeah. So. It's crazy that a Confederate flag is still flying anywhere. That's like, the point. Yeah. It's insane. Yep. Well, I, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure that's the point. Yeah. But uh, damn it, Brian, I, the whole podcast right. is useless now. You just, right, exactly. You summed it you, up. Yeah. You just, you just fucking solved the ancient alien. There are aliens. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. The whole show is done. I, uh, I can't take any claim for that one. Bo York that was actually on with us back last year. He came on and did Oh yeah. Yeah. Bo who did the, uh, the cigar show. Yes. Also, right. Yeah. The yeah. pipes. Yeah. That, uh, right. The pipes sent you yeah. the pipes. He, he actually hosts yeah. that show. Nice. So he's, he's done a, a good job with that. Um, where was, Oh, Ellen, you've been on Ellen. I've been on Ellen. Yes. A um, few times. A few times. I was doing, uh, you're doing, Terminator. I did Ellen when I was doing, um, I know when I was doing Terminator, I did Ellen, but I think I was doing something else. I, I've done Ellen like three times, maybe one time. One time I was doing Terminator, and I, I showed up on Ellen. She was she was doing a celebrity dunk tank, yeah, and it was to raise money, yeah. And so all I had to do was walk on and sit in the dunk tank and get dunked, yeah, which I did. I think that, um, I think that her announcing you is the same audio we use at the beginning of this show. Oh, is it? Is it yeah. See, apparently I don't listen. I, I have no know. idea. It's okay. It's all right. It's oh, a good intro. Whatever. I like it. Right. Yeah, good job. That's just because I cut it together. That's not the <laughs> right. I'm saying. That. Good work. Solid. It's I haven't a, heard it, but. It's a congrats. bunch of people saying your name. <laughs> Coming in and Kimmel and Ellen and anyway. I'll right. quit waxing right. eloquently about it. 
Um, others that you've done that are. Uh, I know there's like some daytime stuff you've done, but oh, of course, I guess Ellen's daytime. Never did uh, Phil Donahue, did you? <laughs> no, never, never did not. Donahue was was never a uh, a baby's father on Maury. O- Oprah never <laughs> had the cast of 90210. Thank goodness, right. You are all the baby's father. There's eight of us. We're like, what the fuck? The entire cast. What does this of have to do with 90210? It doesn't matter. You're all You're the baby's all. father. You and the mother I comes am, out. She's like, I told you. You, I, and Jason, all eight of Luke, you, all of you, all four of you. Uh, Oprah uh, didn't do Oprah. Didn't see, do Donahue. Didn't do Maury. See, it seems like the cast would have been on. Oprah. You know what? I've something. I've done the View. Um, yeah. How was that? That was that was a little intimidating. Oh, that, that, I mean, you're, you know, what, the, it's you're a male, and there's like four or five women talking, yeah. and it's. And you know women are, are are really good at talking, so it's uh, it's kind of intimidating. Was Barbara Walters still on? Barbara Walters was not there. The two times I did it more than two, but the two times that she was still doing the show, I went and she wasn't there. She said, "I'm not working with Brian Austin Green." Yeah, she had heard about me. She I, was like, you know, she knew I would do something inappropriate. I'm familiar so with that. I hate David Silver. Yeah. I hated 90210. Barbara, Barbara except for that Luke a guy. Huge 90210F fan, but hated David Silver. It's widely known. She hated David Silver. Um so Whoopi was Whoopi hosting? Uh I don't know who else hosted. You don't either. I don't I don't I don't know if Whoopi was there. Well no, because I, I know Whoopi. I, oh. I've known Whoopi for years. You Whoopi know is Whoopi. What? You know Whoopi. I do, yeah. Tell that story. Whoop- well, no, Whoopi, Whoopi did the first uh, Turtles movie. And right. I, I saw her there and I hadn't seen her for that. years. She was, what? The, she was the, the news chief. Yeah, the yeah. newspaper. Uh, the, she, she ran the paper. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've known Whoopi for years. Whoopi is – I forget where I met Whoopi. It might, it might have been at uh, – I used to do the Jerry Lewis telethon. Um, I mean, you know, Whoopi – Whoopi does a lot of stuff. She does a lot of charity work. Um, so I'm sure it was at one of the events somewhere, but Whoopi has just been a really nice person. And every time I've run into her, not only has she a remembered who I was, which was really cool, but B just been like really personable, like really, like really cared about what I was up to and how I was doing and how the family was and, you know, how was life and Whoopi's awesome. Whoopi's, Whoopi's the, awesome. Whoopi's in the haunted house. Holy shit, it's Brian Austin Green. Get out. Right. Taking a selfie. <laughs> I forgot I she a was selfie in the first. With Whoopi. I forgot she was Megan's in the first running, movie. Screen. But she wasn't in the second one. Well, no, there was no. Was there even a newspaper in the second one? Didn't she, I didn't well, see the second one. newspaper. She worked for like a TV station, didn't she? Yeah. Oh, right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, was, I don't remember. Arnett was in the second one, but not as he was, yeah. he was in the first one. What? Not as much as he was on the first one. Right. I still want a third one. I still think you should have been Casey Jones. I stand by that. Huh. I, you know, Casey Jones was a rough one to me. I, it was, it was a tough, you know, when I heard about, uh, uh, what's his name from Arrow? Stephen Amell. Stephen. Yeah. When I heard about Stephen being cast, I, you know, Stephen's a really good actor. And uh, he seems like a really nice guy, but I always had this vision of Casey Jones being this sort of scrawnier, long hair, you know, kind of surfer-ish sort of guy. Kind of like he was in the first. Yeah, movie, well, first and and in the cartoons, and I, you know, it's just it's just that kind of became the character for me. Like April O'Neil was always a redhead and a reporter, and. Casey Jones always looked that way. Yeah. So Stephen Amell was, it was a bit outside the box for me. I was, I was happy for Stephen doing it, but, uh, it was a bit outside the box as a turtles fan for me of like, uh, he doesn't look like Casey Jones should look at all. But you know, that was, that was a take, I guess, of, of Casey Jones. Casey Jones um, should look like Keanu. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's, that to me is Casey Jones has a certain look. That's, you know, that's why he has a hockey stick. That's why he, he wears the mask and the whole, uh, I think he just, I think that all sort of works for him. Like that's, 
you know, he found his power using baseball bats and hockey sticks and all that shit because it made him stronger. I, I don't think he's a big ripped fucking tough guy. I think he's a tough guy because he was good at working with those weapons. Fair enough. Hmm. So that's well, my take. I still thought it should have been you. I thought it, I thought it was good symmetry. I, I, uh, yeah, interesting. Plus interesting. Being a I, I would I would not have thought that I would have been good for that. No. I I would have thought of other people before me. If I would have gotten the call, I would have said, ah, well, you know, have you gone to, have you talked to this person or that person? What are you giving away parts for? Yeah, well, because I'm stupid. No, because, because <laughs> I, I care, because I care about acting and, and characters in this business. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've, I've been in this business my whole life. And uh, to me, I, you know, I go in on shows and it's like, yeah, it's a great character, but I think there's an actor that's better at this type of character than me. I know what's in my wheelhouse. I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not good at. And I know what's a stretch for me and what'll be a stretch for the audience. And so within that, you, you know, you like Metallo fit for me. Metallo was a little, a little bigger and, you know, a little, he, I just knew looking at him, I I could play character. I knew I could play him beforehand. I knew I could play the, the transformation and the whole thing. But, uh, there are times where I go in for stuff and I'll, I'll say to my agent or my manager, I'll say, you know, I don't, I don't feel like I'm really right for this guy. Like I just, I just went in for something recently that was, was that the, the character was a, a father and a banker that the Netflix and, thing you were telling me about. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, I just didn't feel like, you know, I even said to him in the room, I was like, I have, you know, I'm wearing, I'm wearing a hoodie sweatshirt because I want to cover up all these tattoos. And they were like, yeah, you know, well, you know, bankers might have tattoos now. And I said, yeah, but does this banker yeah. have these tattoos? And the thing for me is, you know, the character was very emasculated by his wife. He was a banker. Like it, there were just all these things where I was like, you know, I I could play this guy, but I, I honestly think you can find somebody that can play him better and play better what you wrote. I don't think I'm what you wrote. If if you want to do a different take on him, then then I'm your guy. Okay, I full on I, I get that and I, I respect and, and I'd say I agree with you on that. The fact when somebody calls you specifically, hey, we had you in mind for this, like does that negate any of that for you? Well, if they if someone had me in mind for something, I would guess they have seen something that I've done. Right. And so they know he's capable of playing this guy and what we envisioned when we wrote this character, we wrote Brian Austin Green. So when I read it, I go, yeah, it's, you know, I, I've done that before. I can totally play that character because they wrote it for me to play based on what they've already seen me play. Um, so in that sense, you know, that most of the time when somebody writes something for me or had me in mind, it fits. And I don't have to stretch too far. I don't. I don't mind stretching as an actor. It's not. It's not about doing something that's outside the lines for me, because um, that's fun. But there are certain things where you just. And maybe it's the director in me a little bit that says that thinks, uh, you know, I, I know I'll be I'll be fine and I know I'll be good in this, but I, I just feel like visually there's there's somebody that will look more this part than me what was the auditioning and, and casting for Derek Reese like were, I went you, in uh, I went in once or? well no I went in once and it was uh I think it was the day before shooting so it was literally like you know hey do you want to go in for this and uh it starts shooting tomorrow and um I went in and I was like in the very last group of, I mean, they had seen everybody. They had, funny enough, they had seen Jeremy Renner for for the character of Derek Reese, and they had seen all these actors, and nobody quite worked. And it was sort of a joke when I was coming in. You know, it was they were like, "Hey, we're gonna go. You know, we're gonna see Brian Austin Green today," and everybody in the writers' room sort of giggled and understandably, and yep. um, and Josh and Josh uh, Josh Friedman, who created the show, and John Worth, who produced it, 
they were both in the room and uh, I did the scenes and they were just kind of sitting there quiet for a second. Uh, you know, I said, well, do you want me to do it again? Do you want me to do anything different? Cause at that point I was a huge fan of the Terminator franchise and I was, I'd been friends with Michael Bean for a while. And I, so I was a huge fan of, you know, of, uh, of that character. And the, I called him and I was like, Hey, I'm auditioning today to play your brother in a show. And he was like, Holy shit. And, uh, so it meant a lot to me to go in and to be true to who I thought the character was and planning for that audition. Um, I honestly, it was more important than the words. The words were important, but it was important for me to, I tried to, for a couple days, walk around and imagine what it would be like to wonder if every single person was a cyborg or not, if every single person was a robot. Was it cold or did you have the dialogue ahead of time? I had the dialogue ahead of time. Okay. I had it like two days before. So I went in and I read and they were kind of sitting there silent. And I said, you know, do you want me to do it again? Uh, try something different. And Josh was like, no, I mean, you know, you can, if I was going to be really picky, you know, you could give a little more pause before this line. And I was like, okay. And he was like, yeah, but you don't have to do it again. And I got home and, uh, I had already gotten the call. They were like, Hey, you know, you, you, they loved you. You've been cast. We'll see you in the morning. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And Josh went back into the writer's room and he will, and he was like, you will never fucking believe who are Derek Reese's. We found him. And they were like, who? And he was like, Brian Austin Green. <laughs> and, and like, it was, people were in shock. They were in shock, you know, in the writer's room. And, and then, uh, I showed up and the first thing I, I shot was with, uh, Lena Heaty and, uh, we shot, I was in police custody in the first episode. Yeah. And so, I talked to her in sort of a questioning room uh, with handcuffs and everything, like sitting at a, a metal table. And she walked in and I was like, I was talking to her and I was, you know, to Sarah and I was like, what are you doing here? You shouldn't be here. And she was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, you know, my name is Derek. I, so it was this whole, it was this whole scene and she really liked it and they really liked it. And obviously fans really liked it. And I, I think it was just one of those sort of meant to be, it fit things, you know, that was, that was one of those. That was one of those characters that uh, that was really mysterious. I, I think even for the first like four episodes, he was the mysterious guy. He didn't even have a name. People were like, "What is his name? Who is he?" Yeah, he's a resistance fighter. Like everybody, you know, questioned it. And it wasn't until like four episodes in or five that it was like, "Holy shit! It's Derek Reese. It's you know, Kyle Reese's brother." Um, but I. I think, I mean, Josh and the writers on that show were just incredible writers. And I think, in, you know, I'm not, it's not, I don't think, I know. An actor is only as good as what's written for him. And I did 10 years of 90210 and was stuck reading scripts going, oh, Jesus, how am I going to make this work? So I made, I tried to make, really tough stuff work for 10 years. So when all of a sudden you have scripts and you go, I, I literally, I don't have to change a fucking word of this. Like, I don't want to change an it to, you know, I, I don't want to take out a, an, an apostrophe or change anything. And I, I hadn't, I hadn't worked on something like that before. And, and that show was, uh, that was one of those, it was one of those characters that I knew nothing about the military. So, there was a lot of like, you know, I, I want to be, I want to stick to these words because you guys wrote these words specifically. And these words, are, this isn't something I would say, but that's okay. Like this is, you know, this is something Derek would say. So let me learn to speak like Derek for all of this. Um, and it just, it just collaboratively worked. It all fell into place and they, I got along really well with the cast and they got along with me and I got along with the writers and they just, they wrote great stuff for me and they, they seemed to like writing for Derek. And I think they seemed to like, uh, having sort of a balance to Lena of having a, more of a, a male figure also in the house. Cause John was so young and it was like, you know, you had Lena and then you had summer. And so it was like, yeah, let's put a guy in the mix and, you know, have that sort of dynamic and, I think it. Uh, I think it worked. I think it worked for that. I did too. I, I, Derek, 
whether or not it was you, I think Derek was one of the best written and, like you said, most mysterious but enjoyable characters. Yeah. Well, oh, so what I was getting at with the mysterious is that uh, I tend to play and really gravitate towards the characters that are mysterious in some way, the characters that are really layered, that have really intricate backstories that you don't, that, you know, I don't, I don't really gravitate towards the, it's the good looking guy or it's the smiley guy. Like, that's just not, I'm not that guy. I'm not like, even when I do like sitcoms, uh, you know, I always, I mean, on anger management, I was like a stripper and a male prostitute and like all, you know, I had this backstory that was like really rich. Um, and, and so that's as an actor, that's fun for me because it's like, yeah, I, I can, I can play that. I can like, I can sit in these moments and I can think like, what would this guy, how would this guy feel or how, you know, what would this guy think being told this or, you know, saying this. And, uh, it's like, I, I just don't, I've, like growing up, you know how like Jeremy has that sort of Jeremy Renner has that sort of sitting resting face that looks, um, I wouldn't say angry, but it looks like there's just a lot. Yeah. There's a lot going on behind his eyes. Even when there's not, even when he's literally like, just, you don't see it, but if he was sleeping, you know, you see the lines in his face and you see his face and you go, that dude's fucking killing somebody in this dream. Like that's, you know, that's, he's not dreaming about fucking balloons or, you know, like cotton candy. He, he's dreaming about like, you know, slitting a throat or something. Um, I, I sort of, I have the same, not necessarily the same look, but <clears throat> just much more. I'm not, I'm not the normal emoting guy, which Megan always gives me a hard time for because, you know, she feels like I can emote more sometimes. Like it would be nice when something really fun is happening, like for me to really show it. And it's like, well, I just don't, I'm not the jump up and down, like celebrate guy. You know, I never have been, but it's hard because she is, you know, she, she outwardly feels things a little more and and shows how she's feeling. Whereas I internalize things a little more, but the people that know me, they know like, oh, he must like really be having a good time right now. Cause that's, he's normally this way. So the fact that he's not that way, that must mean something. Um, but yeah, Derek Reese, just because he was that kind of character, it just really, it really fit with me and, and how I live. And, you know, I, I love the fact that he was so mysterious and half the time, like I, I didn't fucking know what he was thinking. You know, it was like, it was really, I had to talk to the writers and Josh all the time. And I was like, what the fuck is going on with this guy? Like what, you know what? And they would have to explain things to me. And I'd, I'd be like, Oh Jesus, that's all right. It's good to know. I like, I remember when we were doing that whole basement thing, you know, it was, it wasn't written and it wasn't clear and nobody knew. And I was like, guys, I, I gotta know to just to play it. And they told me, and I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, other people that, would like to know too. Yeah, no, I know. I know other people would like to know. It just it's to me though, it's kind of fun when you have those things that nobody knows that are sort of the mysteries of life oh, yeah. and that's one of them. Yeah. Well, it allows you to play things so much <laughs> so much more uh, in depth too though. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. It's, that uh, I'm the only person that's aware of what's going on in the scene. Really right. Yeah. Gives you something to play with. Well, yeah, it's just so rich and it gives it gives you stuff to play with. But honestly, it gives the other actors something to play with. I think I think the thing that was fun about Derek Reese was it honestly gave the other actors so much stuff to play with. It even gave to play with like we had. I remember we had a scene at the breakfast table and, you know, she had pancakes and I was sitting there and I was like, you're a fucking like you don't need pancakes. You're you're a fucking robot. And then she ate one. I was like, Jesus Christ, like she, she will go to any lengths, you know, to, to show people that she's a person, not a robot. And those were the moments that they didn't really have before. They, they didn't have it. And I think, I think when they connected the, the war to the present, 
mm-hmm. they they just connected more story for people and they connected more for the characters and you know sarah got to learn a little more about where derek comes from and you know when she was questioning about like shooting andy good it was like listen andy good was a nice guy but he fucking created skynet so of course i shot him like there's no there's no fucking question you 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 kill the guy that fucking creates skynet you you know you go back and you do these things and i'm not doing it just for me i'm doing it for you i'm doing it for you know for for john i'm doing it for humankind and i think just for you know for other characters in the show there was that there was that really cool sense and then when you brought in uh Garrett Dillahunt, and so you had Cromarty and and Derek Reese. You had a really cool like these are the two opposites, you know, within coming from the same place, but they're the two opposites. Like you have one guy, you have two characters that you do, that you totally fucking question that you're like you know something's wrong with both these guys. Like Garrett was really good at playing Cromarty, and that whole that scene where you know the uh, the SWAT team shows up at the apartment building to you know to arrest him and they're at the bottom of the swimming pool the camera is and all you see is like all the bodies hitting yeah, the yeah. swimming pool that was one of my him. that was one of my favorite moments in television ever yeah i love that I, with johnny cash playing yeah that's a good montage. um i just you know garrett was one of those he he too as an actor is one of those like layered He's he's good at playing surface, but you always look at him and you wonder like, is there? There's got to be more going on. There's something else that he hasn't told us, and that worked in like Twelve Years a Slave, when he you know when he was sitting down in the barn and 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 you have that whole scene where you know the character tells him, hey, I'm, I'm I've been fucking enslaved and I, I'm not supposed to be and I'm not supposed to be here and. Garrett's got that whole thing of like, you know, hey, man, you know, let me help you and whatever, and then turns him in. You you realize like, you know, he's he there. There was something else going on. And what what was what was out there in front, like what you saw wasn't actually what what was. And I enjoy that. I enjoy that with other characters and other actors. And I enjoy playing that. And uh, Terminator just gave me that chance to do it. You're making me want to go back and watch that show again. Well, and I suggest you do. It's been I, I haven't watched it since it was on. So you know what? It's it's a really good fucking show. It was a good I, show. I, I, I gotta say, like, I, whether I was on it or not, it was a really good show. It was smart. Like it wasn't just. It a, was really smart. Yeah. Freaking... But it was like, I, I think now it w- it would work better because people can, if you were like streaming it, people could watch all of it and follow it. But when it was episodic um, and it was televised, it was hard for a network like Fox because honestly, I mean, you know, if you weren't doing the podcast and you didn't have to watch every week that it was on and you missed one, you'd have no fucking idea what was going on. Even the previously owns were hard, were sometimes hard to. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be totally lost. Now, when we were recording, it didn't work during that time. When we were recording the podcast, I would. Literally, when a new episode aired, I'd go back and watch the previous weeks again, just so I would yeah. have a concise description of what I was talking about on the show. Because it was, yeah, totally. I mean, it was, it was just there was, like you said earlier, it was there so was layered. so much going on. Yeah, there was, it was so, so much layered. depth to it. Um, yeah, and I, and I thought I thought that was the fun part for, especially for fans of Terminator. Like you know, the the series gave fans much more than the movies did because it had time. Well, it was, it had time uh, to tell backstory. It had time to tell the makings of characters and, you know, why the world was what it was. And then you'd watch the movies and you'd be like, Holy shit. It was, everything was like blowing up and it was, you know, fucking huge and bigger than life. And then you watch the show and it brings you a little, a little closer to humanity. I think that that movies because it was more cerebral than what the movies were. But on the on the flip side, like you were saying, it would work better on like a Netflix thing where you could binge it all. Yeah. At one. Time. Yeah. If if you could sit and stream all nine episodes or you know twenty two or however, I mean we did all sorts, um, it would work. Yeah. But it, it doesn't work when you're watching it weekly. I, I get it. I mean, I you know I understand why our our viewership just steadily declined. Well, it's uh, I I think it was one of the first shows to to be a little bit more. 
binge worthy because it was more episodic than or it was more it was more chapters than it was right oh you know a freak of the week or something like that they weren't standalone episodes right no it was it was one big story yeah yeah they weren't standalone episodes at all no it it was very uh it was very like soapish that way yeah it was very episodic you had to watch the whole thing if you missed one you were screwed what are we uh ending on today oh are we done jesus i don't want to say i had fun um but it went fast (laughs) (laughs) um try (laughs) that's uh i don't know if that was a compliment or not (laughs) okay so i'm uh you know what i I told you before that i'm i'm a huge uh i'm a huge i'm a huge fan of uh going the roots no, oh, okay. All right. I was <laughs> that was good. Though. That was awesome. No, I'm a, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of, uh, the notorious B.I.G. Yeah. as a rapper. Yeah. And I'm a big fan. <laughs> uh, have I said that before to me? And I'm a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. That I'm a big fan of Biggie. So, uh, yeah. 10 crack commandments is okay. what I want to go All for right. Cool today. Well, check us out. That, that's that song was just, is, is awesome. That's historic to me. Check us out at withbagpod.com and on all eight of you. Yeah, we're on Instagram and Facebook at withbagpod. Uh, the Twitter is at withbagpod. Brian's on Instagram at aren't unt you unt that unt guy. I always feel like I'm throwing too many unts in there. And uh, I'm on Instagram at WD Russell. We love uh, you interacting with us, leaving comments. Head over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts where you can listen to us. Please leave comments and ask stupid questions. Yeah. And, you know, be a little more a part of the show because you are. And, All eight of you. And leave rating and reviews on <clears throat> Apple uh, Apple Podcasts and iTunes. You can also listen to us on Spotify, which seems to be the easiest way for people to listen. You're already listening to Spotify in your car. Just type in Brian Austin Green and we'll pop up there and you can uh, subscribe to us there as well and you know what even if you have a neg derek's not gonna like this but even if you have a negative review review it also like say you know say what works say what doesn't with we, we're we don't claim to know everything we have no fucking idea what we're doing derek knows way more than i do um but it helps it helps us because again i have no fucking idea what i'm doing i'm not gonna so, say i'm all for negativity but i'm all for constructive criticism yeah total well I mean, you get constructive criticism every week. No, I get negativity every week. Right. <laughs> well, no, but it's but it's supposed to be uh, constructive well, then criticism. You need to work on your delivery. <laughs> <laughs> you might need to work on your your hearing a little bit, your processing. You need to work on your humanity. That's something that's something in therapy you can work on. Okay, well, we'll talk after this. All right, <laughs> see you guys next time. See you next week. <laughs> Uh-huh. If niggas think you're snitching, they ain't trying to listen. They be sitting in your kitchen, waiting to start hitting number 10. A strong word called consignment, strictly for live men, not for freshmen. Uh-huh. If you ain't got the clientele, say hell no, cause they gon' want their money, rain, sleep, hell snow. Follow these rules, you'll have mad bread to break uh-huh. up. If not, 24 years on the wake up. Slug hit your temple, watch your frame shake up. Caretaker did your makeup. When you pass, your girl fuck my man Jake. <laughs> I love giving each other shit. Oh, it's the best. It's the best part of my week.